recognizing the importance of contemporary sound. And the sounds are instantly recognizable as belonging to the in-groups currently on top of the charts. CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. It's wild. Hello, music lover. Thomas Pancake here to tell you that you're the proud new owner of the hottest music on the market today. So get ready for a massive concussion of rock and roll with the Dandy Warhols.
Good afternoon. You're listening to Stereoscopic Readout here on 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver, UBC Campus Radio, and I'm your host, Darren, and the show's mandate, as always, is psychedelic rock, garage rock, freak beat, acid punk, prog rock, and other musically and socially relevant artifacts from 1965 to today, and... I decided to start the show off with the today, quote-unquote, portion of that mandate. Um, Dandy Warhols. From their debut album, released in 1995, Dandy's Rule OK. Um, That was pretty much the first two tracks on the album. Dandy Warhols' TV theme song and Ride and... Even though the... I don't know if you've seen the documentary Dig, which is... Really compelling and quite disturbing in places, actually. But uh, there's also, I mean, it's ostensibly about the Brian Jonestown massacre, but also pretty much the Dandy Warhols feature very heavily in it. In fact, you'd probably say it's about the relationship between the two bands and the breakdown thereof. Uh, I have, what have I got coming up for you? I have a feature on. West Coast pop art experimental band coming up, I guess, in about about 20 minutes or so. But first, I'm going to play a really long song. Every night Do what you like 
Blind Faith for you from their one and only album that was the 15 minutes and change track Do What You Like Um, Blind Faith obviously formed in the wake of Cream's Demise by Eric Clapton and Ginger Baker um, also picking up Steve Winwood on keyboards who latterly had played with Traffic and was sort of a as a man about town, musically speaking, he had recorded with uh, Jimi Hendrix on Hendrix's Electric Ladyland album in New York City, along with former Traffic bandmate Dave Mason. And to round out the lineup, they recruited Rick Gretsch, bassist for the band Family, who I've played before on the show. I Coming up, coming up. We've got a few announcements, but uh, yeah, after the announcements, we are going to get into our feature, a lengthy feature, I'm assuming it's a lengthy feature, (laughs) on uh, probably the best uh, Sunset Strip band you never heard of, West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band, but in the meantime, we must pay the bills here at the station. How long do you think it'll be before I can do the show? You're starting tonight. We'll do it live! If you talk to the average teenager of today and you ask them what it is about rock and roll music that they like, the first thing they'll say is the beat, the beat, the beat. The Biltmore Cabaret at 395 Kingsway is Vancouver's newest live showroom devoted to independent music of all genres. But a lot of these groups are nothing but pure uh, carnality and uh, fleshly and so forth. But... Check out BiltmoreCabaret.com for upcoming show info and DJ nights. You're pretty happy with the way you look and the attitude you've got, are you? What might one hear when listening to an episode of Mondo Trasho? With Maxwell Maxwell on CITR 101.9 FM. I love you so much, Madonna. Sundays at 9 o'clock in the evening. And that's why I'm going to kill you. Sundays at 9 o'clock in the evening. Just look at this muscle. Oh, God, it's so beautiful. Hey, I'm Maxwell Maxwell, and every Sunday at 9 p.m. on CITR, I play electro and indie rock, and I give away free concert tickets, and you should totally listen, because it's pretty cool. Yes, Fondo Trash Show. One of the fine shows here on CITR. Uh, God love Maxwell. You, you just got to love him. Um, speaking of shows on CITR, uh, in I'm here till 7.30 when the time slot is taken over by Bleak and Exquisite Corpse. He's here till 9. And then we have... What do we have? Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell with Ben. And that is pretty much it for the evening. Then you will just probably hear podcasts of last week's show until tomorrow morning when somebody comes in. But uh, yeah, that's your uh, that's your listening enjoyment f- sorted for the rest of the evening. But we still have an hour and two minutes left of this show. And we're, as I said, we're going to get into a feature on West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band. Basically, West Coast... The uh, West Coast pop art experimental band formed i think they formed as early as 1965 it was a band comprising basic based around the harris brothers sean and dan sean playing bass and dan playing rhythm guitar 
um, the lineup that would record three albums for Reprise Records would also see John Ware on drums and originally Michael Lloyd on guitar, but he would be replaced in 1966 by Ron Morgan. The sort of fortuitous incident that led to the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band reaching a wider audience, at least on record, or at least being signed to uh, Reprise Records, was engineered by the ever-present Kim Fowley. (laughs) He seemed to have his all ten sticky little fingers and toes in every pie he could get them into in Los Angeles in those days, and even going so far as to go to Britain to get his digits in their pies as well. Uh, what have, what exactly happened was a lawyer, an L.A. lawyer, by the name of Bob Markley, went to a sort of an industry party being thrown by Kim Fowley, um, where the Yardbirds were playing, because the Yard, I mean, Fowley was doing the promotion for the Yardbirds in the uh, mid-60s. And Markley was so overwhelmed by the fact that young girls were going absolutely nuts for this band that he figured that would be a good way for him to score as well. I am not making this up. <laughs> uh, Fowley introduced Markley to the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band, and they ed- the band entered into this Faustian deal with him where he would fund them. He would underwrite their instrument purchases their recording studio time, their practice studio time. He acquired an elaborate light show for them, kind of acted as a an agent, as it were, for them, but basically used his own personal fortune to underwrite the band, but on the condition that he could appear on stage and play tambourine. Um, and in the rather, well... <laughs> creepy belief that if, you know, he banged on the tambourine long enough, he'd be able to bang on groupies as well. And we will we'll see eventually how that worked out. But um, in the meantime, this is some of the great music that the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band left us with. They say that I 
This is an African tribal chant that we wrote called Suppose They Give a War and No One Comes. Seen war. 
in the sea. I have seen blood running in the street. I have seen small children starving. I have seen the agony of fellows and wives. I hate war. West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band there for you. Part one of tonight's feature on them. Started that set with Shifting Sands, the opening uh, song from their first album. Um, Well, it was their first album on reprise. Uh, It was actually their second album, but uh, it was entitled Volume One, and that was Shifting Sands. Followed that with Smell of Incense from Volume Two, which was their... Surprise, surprise. Second album, uh, also released as a single, probably one of their best-known songs, but uh, more because a band from Texas, and I'm still trying to figure... I had the name, and I've forgotten what it is, but I will tell you when I can find that out. However, oddly enough, when they released it as a single, a band in Texas had already covered it, and they took the song to number 56 in Billboard rather unusual uh followed that one with ritual number two from volume three a child's guide to good and evil which 
was their third and final album for Reprise. They did release a fourth album, or actually, sorry, fifth album called Are You My Daddy, but that was on a different label in 1969. Um Obviously, Volume 1 in 66, Volume 2 following in 67, and Volume 3 following in 1968. And the last song you heard was Suppose They Gave a War and No One Comes, also from Volume 2. And that track featuring the narration by Bob Markley, uh, quoting Franklin Delano Roosevelt from a speech he made. Um, an anti-isolationist speech he made shortly before World War Two, um, and that kind of illustrates the rift that was developing between Bob Markley and the rest of the band, most notably the Harris Brothers, who sort of whose baby the band really was. Um, they soon found out that. Bob Markley had actually registered the name of the band. He saddled them with that name, the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band, and then found out that he had registered it to his own name. So he owned the name of the band, which legally meant that he was free to uh, fire or hire other musicians at will. And the, the the first member of the band to really fall victim to this was Michael Lloyd, their lead guitarist, who um, he quit. He, he quit, but he would then later come back to play with the band in 1968. Uh, He was replaced by one Ron Morgan, whose later claim to fame was that he would go on to be a founding member of Three Dog Night. But basically, Bob Markley found out that the um, his original goal of getting to molest teenage girls who came to the show lost its allure and he decided that he wanted to be taken seriously as a musician and therefore he started to insist that he would have certain writing credits and that his material would start appearing on an, on albums um, and obviously suppose they give a war no one comes being an example of his quote unquote contribution to the band um, where was I going with <laughs> like going with this yeah it would be basically it was basically that the rift between Markley and the rest of the band was what would end up breaking the band up in 1968 they would get back together to make an album in 1969 but that would not be on Reprise Records anyway we are continuing with this feature feature on the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band and this is I Won't Hurt You I've lost all of my pride I've been to paradise and out the other side With no one to guide me Torn apart by a fiery wheel inside me golden and brilliant without illumination your mouth's a constellation the stars are in your eyes I'll take a 
spaceship and try and go and find you I won't hurt you I won't hurt you I won't hurt you
Transparent Day by West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band from their first album, appropriately entitled Volume 1. Uh, started that set with I Won't Hurt You, which was also from Volume 1 and is actually the only song that Michael Lloyd gets songwriting credit for on that album. Um, and coincidentally, he's also singing on it. And then Wedged in the Middle, 18 is Over the Hill, from their third album, Child's Guide to Good and Evil. Um as I basically explained, it was bas- it was rifts between Markley and the rotating roster of people in the band that led to the band's demise. They would reform um, and release an album, Where's My Daddy, on Amos Records in 1969. But by that point, the whatever magic there would have been was gone. Also, the band that capitalized on Smell of Incense was Southwest F- FOB. But uh, oddly enough... The band, uh, aside from interim guitarist Ron Morgan, uh, the band was actually not part of the L.A. drug scene at all in any way, shape, or form. And Kim Fowley backs that up, uh, as well as the rest of the members of the band, although there was uh, the Harris brothers do admit to... uh, imbibing liquor whenever they would have the opportunity. The band was actually almost entirely drug-free, except for Ron Morgan, who, from what I understand, was determined to make up for uh, the rest of the band's lack of participation. Um, That would also lead to Michael Lloyd rejoining the band um, after Ron Morgan's behavior just became too unpredictable, him not showing up for gigs or recording sessions, etc., so there you go. We are now at 7 o'clock here on Stereoscopic Readout, and you are listening to 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver. And I'm going to keep... Where am I at here? Oh, crap. <laughs> Which... Good God. I had two songs queued up, and there we are. Going to keep the L.A. theme going. Um, this is a shout-out to my friend Pete Bowman, and this is The Doors.
Take me Spanish caravan, yes. 
some nuttiness from Italy there for you. That was Equipe 84. And I'm sorry, I don't know how to say 84 in Italian, but Equipe 84 with Nel Cuore Nell'Anima. I hope that's okay. Just if I've butchered the Italian language yet again, please don't, you know, complain too harshly. I started that off with the doors and Spanish caravan. I am trying to. Figure out what that classical flamenco guitar piece that Robbie Krieger is playing at the beginning, because I know it's an actual, it's, it, it is an actual piece of established flamenco guitar, um, a few hundred years old, and apparently uh, I've, I've heard that the Doors still have to pay royalties in Spain on the use of that to introduce the song. And then... Um, Followed the doors with some very quiet Beacon Street Union, having some technical difficulties here at the station with our turntables at the moment, but they are being fixed even as I speak. Uh, Beacon Street Union from Boston from their first album, self-titled album, and uh, The Spoken Intro by Tom Wilson, who produced quite a few people. Uh, He was big on the folk scene in New York City and did some production for... Bob Dylan, among other people, um, debut or the lead-off track from that album, My Love Is, followed that with some very quiet, pretty things from their SF Sorrow album and Trust. Uh, Liberation News Service was in there with Midwinter's Afternoon, and then before Equipe 84, we heard Chile's Lost Max with Dear Friend Bob. Coming up to the end of the show, I may pop by pop in and say goodbye to you before bleak takes over but in the meantime this speaking of boston this is ultimate spinach mindless cretins grope through idiosyncrasy sorry wrong song collapse laughter running falling tripping across the minefield of your thoughts Dissolved, wondering, who am I? Why should I be alone, alone?
sounds of Bill Fay there for you with uh, Scream in the Ears. And that's pretty much it for the show tonight. Uh, before Bill Fay, you heard Boston's Ultimate Spinach with Your Head is Reeling. And Bleak is here and he's waiting to start and he's up next. What the hell is this? Oh my god. Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. Bleak's up next with Exquisite Corpse. I am leaving you with... Uh, Folklords. Uh, see you next week. No, that's not it. <laughs> Here we go.
Thank you. 